Welcome to the show. We're really doing it big this week. Today's guest is legendary Canadian vocal coach Tom Oliver of Voice Concepts. Tom has taught voice to many very renowned singers from all over the world for almost 40 years. His knowledge and methods work, and his passion for teaching is magnetic. He's always present and very excited to get you on the right path. This is a shorter one, but I gotta say it took me a while to edit because I kept taking breaks to work on vocal exercises. Even just hearing Tom talk about what's possible and how to get there always inspires me to get to work on my my voice. We actually get into some vocal exercises later in the episode, so feel free to sing along and brush off that pandemic rust with me. You'll be amazed at how much just 10 minutes of focused experimenting can improve your pitch, agility, tonal quality, range, and thus karaoke skills. Also, stick around till the end because I have a very special Christmas giveaway. My conversation and lesson with Tom Oliver happened on November 23rd, 2020. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing this, Tom Oliver, my vocal coach of, what are we at now? Like 15 years I probably oh, really? came to you? Maybe, maybe 14. I think you I was were, 16 or 17. No, I think you were 15. I thought you were 15 or 16. but Yeah, it could have been. When it was basically right when Steve Mitchell left uh, the band, I came to his vocal coach, which is you. And yes, um, I've I've gained a lot of knowledge from you. And uh, the the reason I guess I should tell guests why I wanted to have you on is we record our lessons, and. Um, I listen back to them later, and sometimes you'll throw in a lot of vocal philosophies that I, I, I kind of go over my head sometimes at the lesson, and then when I'm listening to the lesson that we recorded as I'm driving down, you know, on tour to my shows, <laughs> yeah. it'll it'll hit me like, oh, now I get what he's talking about. Like that's such a great image that that makes so much sense. Right. So I, I figured see. this could be a good podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much for having me, and I wish you all the very best with this. It's a great project. I think, uh, um, you know, we need more community efforts, especially now, and uh, everyone reaching out. It's a good, uh, it's a good project, and I'm sure it, uh, people will tune in. Uh, you're a very interesting artist, and uh, you are um, a fellow who very few of my students... Um, are like you in that you have drive and you have uh, perseverance because when you first came to me um, you're you were really in the rough but the vo the voice was a good voice and you're a very very tall person <laughs> <laughs> so to get you to stand up straight I can remember um, just getting you to stand tall and be able to use your breath um, to live rather than even to sing um, and I should and I should actually I shouldn't start talking about singing by talking about breath because you know I don't talk about breath uh, as much. A lot right. of a lot of teachers talk about breath. I talk about the instrument. So that's one of the um, one of the keys to voice concepts uh, productivity and I think success is that um, if you if you have an authentic approach with every individual who comes into the studio, uh, you can reflect. Hopefully what they need to address is their 
their primary focus for singing and developing their instrument. Um, with you, it was really exciting because I could see with every lesson that you focused on your recordings and you worked on uh, specifically organizing your voice, which was great. And now, this is a beautiful voice. It's an excellent voice. And I always enjoy hearing you. So, yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, no, thank you for being on. And uh, that's a great way to put it, that everyone is kind of, I guess, a unique uh, instrument and you really bring out their authentic voice and that's what we finally got out of me and, and it's it's been a game changer. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, and I, I believe that, um, at least in my experience of, gosh, nearly 40 years of teaching voice, that um, you learn more from uh, every student if you approach it with this open sort of mind and, and say, okay, so what do they authentically sound like and how do they, how, how can I as a teacher impress upon them what to do to improve their flexibility, to improve their tonal quality, many things, but more, than, more importantly is their authentic sound. And, and having, you just said um, that, that that was a, very, a key part for you well, I, I, I have found in, in this many years that, you know, rock voices are born. Opera voices are born. Pop singers, they're born. The voices, the instrument is only two, two small, you know, two small vocal cords in your throat. And, uh, and they're half the size of your little fingernail. And uh, the thickness and the, the, the actual genetics of it uh, will determine what kind of uh, voice you can develop. Um, and you actually have a classical voice, but uh, had no idea that your voice actually did that. Now your voice uh, spins with a full function, which you could use as even for Mozart but you're in, you prefer to use it in a contemporary rock sort of style, and, uh, and it will serve you there too. But you can, you can develop the voice into a full-function, uh, legit, what we call a legit instrument, and that's what you've done. And it's a very beautiful voice, and I like, I like how you use it too, you know. But if I had, my, if I had any strong influence, I'd, I'd uh, have thrown you into a voice major at a university. <laughs> It's a oh, thanks. Word. Yeah, beautiful words. Yeah, it, I, 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 always, I always think I still have a long way to go, and I have my bad days still for sure. Um, but when I put on our lessons and I really dive in and focus on training my voice to be authentic and listening <clears throat> to everything that we do, um, I come into this authentic zone where... You know, my mouth isn't opening as much. I'm not shouting. I'm not yeah. getting sore throats. And, yeah. um, and I find that, you know, getting a lot of sleep and being in shape helps that as well. But, I oh, mean, sure. those, those two things are going to help you um, zone in and, and be in the zone for anything that you're after. So, mm -hmm. uh, I, yeah. think, I think that says a lot. Like, it's how you view also... Um, Everyone looks through. Everyone looks through their uh, their artistic uh, life in a unique lens, and, and that's that's what's exciting about working with artists uh, from all different areas, from rock right through to uh, opera, and um, 
and there's not an awful lot of difference in the actual approach, mm-hmm. but there is a huge difference in the artistic lens that they view their um, their expression, and um, and I've always I've always been. Um, highly respectful of people who get out there and write their own things and 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 create such unique uh, um, creative uh, what, what do I want to say compositions uh, yeah. for, you know uh, that's really uh, really challenging and I, I I don't find that appealing whatsoever but I just work with the voice so <laughs> that uh, that you got out there and you really pumped out a lot of music um, you you talked about one thing as well that um, uh, touched on health and and rest and of course we we we're better all round if we can get enough sleep and eat well and of course uh, um, the lifestyle is very very important uh, for everyone who uses a voice professionally whether it be a singer or just a public speaker um, but more than more than not. Um, uh, rest, I think, is key. And if your person goes, I always say, always leave the studio or your your practices wanting to do more, not because leaving because you're tired. There's no sense right. of going into a studio and singing for 15 hours and uh, and be a, and be a dead duck at the end of it. You know. Yeah, yeah, or or only being able to keep the first five hours of those fifteen hours because you, you realize later <laughs> the last ten hours were useless. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I honestly I don't know how people do it, but um, you know it's the same thing. You know, you train a voice to its uh, strength by a repetitious approach in uh, in skills that are more like scales or or flexibility exercises using the voice and getting the voice to do unusual acrobatics I call it um, right. that that help you sustain a longer period of maybe recording time or whatever if you look at an opera singer how many years they they train basically their entire life but they're training these two little pieces in their throat to sing to three four thousand people without a microphone and cutting up to like 120 instruments, you know, so there has to be, uh, the voice is resilient, but um, it, you have to work at it, you have to train it mm-hmm. to get to that level. And do, as well as you found out, you know, like I can remember the day mm-hmm. you walked into the studio and you, you actually released a vibrato. I went, what happened? <laughs> the voice actually spun into a vibrato and it was so beautiful. And um, this, when you have that full function of the instrument, you can reduce the amounts of resonance you want, you know, like so you can give the, you know, the rock peacock ah, ah, sound, whatever you want, right? Yeah, that really introduced um, the freedom in my voice uh, and mm-hmm. kind of corrected a lot of the pitch issues I was having too, Absolutely. and volume. Um, oh, yeah. And most most of it came through, uh, like you said, acrobatics, the agility, the faster mm-hmm. we would do scales, uh, the more I, I couldn't help myself but to release that vibrato finally. That's finally, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, uh, organizing it. Remember how many how, how how you worked so hard to get your jaw still and your tongue released, you know? Um, mm. I find people who use their voice in, um, in, in contemporary format, they often uh, have a lot of tension in the, in the um, glottis area and the root yeah. of the tongue area. But the freest of the rock singers do not. Their mouth is wide open and their tongue's just flying, you know. Uh, so 
it doesn't matter whether you're singing rock or pop or music theater or, or folk or or opera, that has to be one of the key points about getting everything organized here so that you can access your voice more freely. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the biggest reasons I wanted to bring this to the podcast finally is I think that anybody who's in a band, trying to start a band, trying to be a singer, or like myself, ends up being forced to be the singer, um, it's important to recognize, especially in rock, that you don't have to um, strain and yell no. Um, no. To, to project and, and to create that aggressive emotion. The aggressive emotion comes from the, the content and, and the, the content. emotion behind it. And the intention of it, yes. But you said a great thing. Like It sounds, when you hear a, a very good rock singer... Um, it's not that they're making a loud sound. There's nothing noisy about it. It's very refined yeah. and very clean. Uh, the very same way with uh, any singer. If you can get that clean core sound, that naked voice to be really seamless, then you're, you know you're doing something right. And uh, that, takes, that takes a little bit of work. But, you know, if you do it 15, 20 minutes three times a day, you just think about your voice, focus on some exercises, you'll start to reduce that... Um, over what I call um, over over passionate, um, I always say it's passion beyond ability. You know, they yeah, they want yeah, yeah. they want to do it so badly that they'll physically get involved uh, beyond uh, beyond uh, necessity. Necessary, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I'm I'm definitely still um, a victim of that, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, the, but the better. more I do, the more I do those scales, and the more I work on agility, and um, and training the voice properly, and using vibrato, uh, the yeah. more the the more I can sing, and the louder I can sing. And yeah. it's funny that uh, I, when I was on uh, Warp Tour, which is like a festival all summer long, driving seven eight hours a night sometimes, getting no sleep. Crazy. The thing that would keep me awake on the drive overnight, because I'm, I'm literally running on like two nights of, of all-nighters, is I would do the vocal lessons so that I wouldn't fall asleep at the wheel. And I'm doing these vocal <laughs> lessons for five, six hours. And, and I'm thinking, how, how have I sang so long? How am I going to sing tomorrow? Yeah. And uh, my voice was never in such great shape, live especially, because I was just running these lessons. So it's, it's funny, if you train properly, you can, the, the more you sing, the more you can sing. Yeah, everybody has, everybody has their... Um their point of view on on how much they need to train but in your case i'm glad it kept you awake (laughs) Um, uh, but uh just um just on that um when you when you look at doing exercises and you look at uh what is it that i'm what is it that i want to do if i'm an op if i'm an opera singer i need to do some certain things if i'm a rock singer i need to have this well the foundation is exactly the same You've got to get down to the core of the voice. And that core releases all of the voice that you want. And when you say louder, I don't, I don't like using the word louder, but more dynamic and mm-hmm. more resonance. You can, uh, you can definitely um, attain more resonance with, you know, you're not just like, I, 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 but I, 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 you know, you get more, you can pull more into the body of the resonation. I mean, we resonate dominantly in the mass. And the more we train that, so if you're driving the car and you're just doing your core voice, 
you know, those core voice exercises, the I, 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 you can do that mm-hmm. forever, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, as an opera singer, when I was training, we would do, um, I, I would do that crazy exercise without breath. Um, and I think we've done it in our classes. Yeah. With, with breath, without breath. And it's the, it's the least attractive part of the voice, but it's training the instrument. And that's, that's where a lot of singers get into a, 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 big, a big confusing time with their voice because they, um, they, they feel they have to sing uh, or produce a sound that they want to hear. And mm-hmm. they really have to look at just developing the instrument. It's an instrument in our throat. And, you know, uh, if, you, if you have artis- artist, uh, an artist's intention, if you're driven to be a, a, a singer or some sort of vocal artist, you will. You will become. But you mustn't always listen to what you want to hear. You have to feel the voice train it down into the instrument, you know, uh, down into the core voice, I mean. Yeah, and if you if you are going to listen to anything, um, don't be afraid to listen to yourself is what I've uh, oh. grown to realize. Oh, yeah. And um, I, it was a few lessons ago where I was showing you um, one of my new songs, and um, I ended up, and I ended up putting auto-tune on it, not the version that you heard, but you were like, this sounds great. This is a high A, and you're hitting it just fine. And I was like, well, it's funny. I put auto-tune on it, and this came up in my last podcast, too, with Cole. Uh, It's funny that sometimes just using pitch correction could build your confidence, and that ended up happening, too, and I ended up accepting my authentic voice because of that because I, I wasn't able to if I was like slightly off pitch but no. w- once once you use pitch correction you're like okay this is what my voice sounds like I can recreate that no problem it's yeah. my own <laughs> yeah that's right it is it's your own um, yeah it, you know God bless uh, God bless the technology uh, for yeah. recording artists because they can do that but you can't imagine uh, being on stage in an opera uh, you can't have that happening you know there's no mic to no. sing in to get auto-tuned you know <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you, you, you. Um, I, I always think of the story back in. Um, it was back in the '80s, and there was a, a very uh, up and coming um, South American tenor, and he was making his debut at the Metropolitan Opera, and he sang one passage, one passage. This is his debut at the in the world's most famous. He made one passage uh, flat, and that's where his career stopped. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Not invited yeah. back. So, you know, um, I mean, it's, uh, it, it is a, it's tremendous what they can do in, in uh, studios today. And I'm sure that, uh, well, if it helps you accept your authentic sound, the problem that bothers you is if it's flat or sharp. That's bothering you. There are lots of yeah. singers out there that doesn't bother because I hear it all the time. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Right? And, um, and, and yet, there's a reason why you're not uh, staying on pitch. It's usually a tension somewhere that you don't need. Anyway, are you doing more recording now? Or are you? Yeah, so since I've uh, been home, I've been diving back into the demos, mostly um, editing a lot of what has been recorded. I already did drums for a bunch of songs. Right. Um, but uh, I finished four new songs, and they're in mixing now. And I don't know when or how they're going to be released, but, um, yeah, I've got those in the vault, and um, I'm just trying to write more songs and, and figure out what 
I even want to sound like, or if it's going to be one project or maybe two or three now. It's I'm a little all over the place as far as branding and marketing. Uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, well, you know, you've got the voice to do anything you want to do, but um, I I often think of. Uh, you know, uh, everyone looks at uh, creating their own uh, music in, a, in their own special way. Um, a lot of people look at the text that they want to express, right? And um, and I think that if you if we don't look at the the text, we're missing out on a very big part of of developing your authentic voice as well. You know, yeah. Um, you know, I can remember. Um, I can remember my father used to say to me, he'd say, well, speak up. You've got a voice. What do you think? You know, and, and I've never forgotten it. Like your opinion really counts. Your take on the world really counts. Um, we need artists to get out there and make um, even more uh, poignant statements about what's going on before our very eyes, you know. And, yeah. um, and young artists such as yourself are, uh, you're good. You collaborate and you get together and create these wonderful things. Even, you know, what, what, what drives me crazy is people still insist on writing music that's a love song. Well, I guess it's important. Maybe it's because of my age. I don't really feel the need to hear more love song. <laughs> but, but I wish there were more, I wish there was more of that 70s sort of action happening more in rock music and I mean maybe it is and maybe I'm just not in touch with it too much but I I I wish there was more sort of um uh you know what I'm trying to say it's not just political but uh, 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 making a statement an authentic statement about our day and age we've got yeah like a, like a like a social angst uh, I you know I've tried it's um it's really difficult to um to do it um authentically maybe it's just the genre that i'm into um it's just so much easier to build create and sell a love song uh, <laughs> or not love song or you know right I, right i mean yes yeah, so i think personal that, it's so much easier to have a personal issue to throw on the table than something that's like hey we're all in this together as soon as you bring that to a song it's like ah next <laughs> for some reason <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's interesting well maybe you just haven't got enough age behind you because you know i was listening yeah. i was listening to an interview oh who was it? Uh, Bruce uh, Bruce Springsteen. Um, our, last week he was on uh, he was on one of the night shows, and um, you know he was born he was born to raise these questions. Right. He 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 couldn't he couldn't stand in front of an audience without bringing up his point of view on on the world state, and um, and I think that that's. Uh, I think it's important that we all find what's really our, our initial our initial need as artists. But um, no, I, I've listened to some of your stuff. You're, it's symbolic, you know. You write also symbolically, so it's not just uh, dealing with one person and the relationship with that. It's a relationship of that of you with the people around you. You know, that's making a statement. I think so. I don't want to disqualify your work. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, uh, if anything, I've veered away from the love song too many times in a lot of people's opinion, I would think. Um, and, and that's because, I, I mean, from 20 to 30, I was pretty much 
just a single um, nomadic dude. <laughs> and so, I mean, I never really thought of that stuff. If anything, I felt more like more like a, an athletic performer, and my lifestyle yes. was more of, hey, I had this dream, and I worked really hard to get it, and this is what I've been through to get it. That's t- that tends to be what my, my songwriting has been over the last decade. Oh, yeah. um, for the most yeah. part. So I, I just naturally tend to write that. Yeah, well, it's, 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 it's interesting. It's interesting. I, I mean, everybody uh, comes from their own sort of community and their own uh, uh, experience growing up, and, and it's great to have every voice heard. Um, so, um, you know, throughout all your travels, I mean, you traveled. How many times did you actually get down to the States? So many times. I, I, would, I would say in the high 20s, low 30s, oh probably. Wow, wow. That's a lot of traveling. That's a lot of voice lessons on the CD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. It's fun to listen back to like 2007, 2008 oh, CDs that I still have kicking around. And I'm just right. like, who was I trying to sound like? This is like <laughs> the MySpace days for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, get a kick by, I get a kick out of it because um, I have so many, so many students who say the same thing. They listen back to their first recording or their first lesson and they go, holy man, I mean how it's changed, you know, it's just so different. I had a funny story that about a month ago, I got a, I got a, a message from one of my past students who's living in England. She's a fantastic, um, Haley Roscoe is her name. And um, she, was, uh, she is a jazz performer, uh, an innovator. She writes a lot of songs and uh, lives in London, England. So she's having a good career. Well, she ran into somebody um, uh, at, at some occasion, it was either an audition or something like that, and she heard them warming up, and they were warming up below the deep and dark blue sea. And she goes, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> <laughs> and she approached him and she said, "Where did you get that warm up?" And he said, oh, "He said years ago from my voice teacher in Canada." <laughs> and I thought, "She's a I use that one too." <laughs> it's very interesting, wow. right? Yeah. So yeah, it's been a real pleasure talking to you and. Um, you know, I I I'm here always if I can do anything to support your your um, um, podcast uh, career. I'm happy to do it. And if you have any friends who'd like to come and spend an hour chirping, I'm here too. So that's uh, that's fine. I have a lot of students, and I always make room for more. Before we get into these vocal exercises, as Tom just mentioned, he's taught so many students that it's common for us to sometimes, coincidentally, bump into each other all over the world. I should have brought up the story of how I landed a huge studio gig singing as a voiceover for a character in a Disney movie. I'm contractually not allowed to say what movie it is, so I'll leave that for you to figure out. But, long story short, when the writer and producer of the soundtrack contacted me and asked if I had any vocal training, and I said, yes, I trained with a guy named Tom Oliver, it basically sealed the deal as he too trains with Tom. Anyway, it was an amazing experience and a huge stroke of luck, but not really because this industry tends to shrink down way smaller as you go. Like how I came across Vocalese. I met the CEO at NAM 2017, didn't know anything about them, had an amazing conversation, such an amazing person. Since then, they've supported my voice and all my crazy ventures, including this podcast, and I haven't got a 
sore throat since. And just one more crazy coincidence I should have mentioned in the conversation. I brought a bottle of this Vocalese throat spray to a lesson for Tom, and he was already using it. And some of his students were already using it too. So get your all-natural Vocalese products for 15% off today using this link right here. I'll drop it in the description as well. They make great little stocking stuffers and your voice will thank you after all that Christmas caroling. And stick around because at the end of these vocal exercises, I'm going to tell you how you could win your very own free bottle of Vocalese throat spray. Now let's get singing! Yeah, thank you for doing this. And uh, I, I did kind of want to try and make this a little bit of a lesson for the viewers as well to see oh. some of the things that we do. So any exercises like the I, I, I or oh, yeah. anything you that... Uh, sure. Oh, okay. Deal. Oh, I'm happy. Now I, now I can talk. <laughs> I don't feel nervous. <laughs> okay, so you know, um, you can just uh, stand tall, shoulder blades back. And do the core sound. My I I I I. Just tiny core sound. My I I I I. Yeah, that's a little too much. Too much authenticity there. My I I I I. Right behind the, on the on the bone of the hard palate. My I I I I. That's it. You do my I I I I. Then pull into your authentic, and then into a full function. My I I I I I I I I I I I I I I. Um, you know, because we have these these bone edges, like the hard, soft palate, right? The yeah. edge of the bone and the hard, soft palate is very similar to the bone at the base of the skull. It's the same shape and the same as the top of the sternum. When you did that third one, it was well on, already coming into here. We don't need it that mm -hmm. far for okay. contemporary singer. You want to sing into this area. Keep it nice and bright. That's better. Not yeah. more, but but bright. My, That's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do it here. The second one is just authentic, so it's right there on the on the edge of the heart soft palate. My That's right. Have you ever thought about releasing the vibrato on the top note? Yeah, I'm Yeah, 
I, that's where I would go. I would start working on that. Yeah. Another way of doing this, you know that long-faced hum, right? Or the NG. Mm. You can go... Yeah. And really feel like you pull and, and float. Yes, your tongue is on the edge of the hard soft palate, not in the pharynx. I think so. Yes, and do it very quickly. That's it. Now. And sing me and the same sensation. Me. Yes. Me. 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 And do. Long face hum. Sing me. 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 Excellent. And go. Pull that into a, a little fuller function. Ma! Ma! Excellent. And again. Wow. It's hard, it's, hard to, it's hard to get it quick right off the cusp. Yeah, the high C's. It's a high C. Yeah. Yeah, good. Just, yes. Let your chin relax. Your neck. My eye, 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 eye. My eye, eye, eye. Yeah. Just get out of your head a bit, eh? My eye, 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 eye. My eye, my eye, 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 eye. My eye, 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 eye. Excellent. My eye, 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 eye. My eye, 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 eye. My eye, 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 eye. My eye, 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 my eye, 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 Unfold the vowel. E to A to A. Me A A. Good. Me A A. Can you make that a brighter A vowel? Me A A. Me A A. Me A A. 
Ситуация. Мия. Excellent. It's a beautiful voice, Michael. Thanks. Mia. Good. Well, not really. Sorry. <laughs> the last note kind of fell off. Yeah. Mia. Really feel the action. Mia. That's right. Nice and naked. Mia. Ah. Mia. Beautiful. And. I've just got to notice on my recording here that I I have to free up space. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, I you know this has been a this has been a blast. I didn't get it. I didn't know that I was going to have an opportunity to work with your voice. Yeah. No. I, I uh, hope people are inspired to sing along to those exercises and see what they can do for their <laughs> voice with them. Yeah, especially that high C that you did. <laughs> Very good. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, and it's it, always the exit of your passaggio, eh? It's always the exit. That A flat G. It's always yes. the one. It, it has it has a like a uh, muscle memory here, you know. Yeah, that's always the uh, the part I have free uh, have trouble freeing up, and um, especially if I'm like trying to sing my own stuff it's yeah, as soon as i right. as soon as i get in that area i'm just like ah why isn't it working and i just yeah, push yeah, yeah, from yeah. all the wrong muscles and i'm back in bad habits but well you know pavarotti said um in uh, luciano pavarotti uh we had the opportunity of working with him when i was in university and um and one of the one of the uh men a tenor said um well when i'm on that big high note and it's like it's awfully hard how do I actually stop it? He said two things. Don't go there very often. And the second thing, shut the cake hole. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to... I've always said this to you uh, because I know you like hanging around up there and, and singing yeah. up there. But, you know, it, it is a very good part of your voice. It just doesn't need to be there. You don't have to be there a lot. You know, try, mm -hmm. to, find, try to find less time more time below it or above it you can even go above it you know how was your falsetto yeah that's right. Huh? that's right get it spinning yeah beautiful Beautiful. Do you remember how hard that was for you? Yeah, the, the, fals the falsetto has been a really easy uh, thing for me to figure out. It's everything above that high E, F break. Um, yeah. I can, I can kind of sort it out. But yeah, definitely all the agility and the acrobatics 
have have created that freedom up there too, and and on the E and F, it's just a matter and of. And also, you have to remember, Michael. Like you're you're you are a dominant. You are auditory dominant, right? You are you would li- listen to your voice and analyze and think about it. Um, and I've always tried to get you to feel your voice much more. You know, feel yeah. the instrument in your mask, and and that's everybody's everybody wrestles with that. But uh, to fo- to really. Uh, focus the voice onto a dominant sense like feeling it or seeing it rather than always listening to it because it's really that's really detrimental um, and I, I, I just want to fool around a little bit with that passaggio if you don't mind yeah I want you to go um, uh, say say for me but small mouth Yes, excellent. Now, what what is you know that that's not falsetto? No, no, it's like a head voice. It's a head voice dominant. Yeah. And that's what has to come into those notes more. Right. Yeah, as soon as you said keep your mouth closed, um I'm forced to use the correct muscles. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There. Done. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to shut this cake hole. Uh, thank you very much again for inviting me to be part of this podcast. Um, you know, I've never done one before, and, and I have to admit that I felt a little bit nervous. But, um, but always a pleasure to work with you and always a pleasure to see you. And um, I hope I have the privilege of working with you again on a podcast. It'd be great. Yeah, thank you so much for doing this. And um, if anyone watching feels like they want to improve their voice, I'm going to leave Tom's email in the description. Contact him. He's doing Zoom lessons during this quarantine time. So wherever you are in the world, take advantage of of this amazing teacher that thank I've you. been lucky to work with. with. Yeah. Listen, I, and I just I just did my first Zoom lesson to India. It was wow. Most exciting. Yeah, most exciting. A classical singer, actually, in India. Anyway, take care. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for doing it. Yeah. Mr. Tom Oliver, ladies and gentlemen. I love how excited he gets when I ask him if we can work on some vocal exercises. I remember I used to hit up Tom very last minute for a lesson right before a tour kickoff, and he'd add one more evening slot at the end of his 13-hour day teaching at Sheridan College. And he'd still be passionately present, totally stoked to improve my voice and get rid of all my dysphonia. He's even come out to several Rosedale shows in and around Toronto and Hamilton and helped me assess and grow my show. That is just the kind of coach Tom Oliver is. Teaching is his why, and he's clearly been doing the thing that he loves doing most for almost 40 years. So if you'd like to improve your voice wherever you may be in the world, email Tom Oliver at voice.concept at outlook.com. And as promised, here's how you could win your very own bottle of Vocalese Throat Spray. If you're not already watching this on YouTube, head to this episode's YouTube link. It's in the description and on the at State of My Art podcast Instagram page bio. Click subscribe to the YouTube page if you haven't already. Then type I needs vocal ease or something like that in the comments. 
I'm giving away three free bottles. So the first three subscribed commenters each get a free bottle. I'll then get in touch with you on how we can get that free Vocalese bottle to you. Vocalese is covering the shipping costs, so this gift is truly completely free. However, Rudolph apparently has COVID this year, so your address has to be in North America to win. Sorry. And that is all for this episode. Thank you so much for hanging out, and I'll see you next week for another episode of State of My Art Podcast. <laughs>